RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. On October 7th, 1967, the Boston Red Sox faced the St. Louis Cardinals at Bush Stadium for Game 3 of the 1967 World Series. The best-of-seven series was tied at one game apiece, and this is the NBC radio broadcast of Game 3, featuring announcers Pee Wee Reese and Ken Coleman. He broadcast 14 years for the Cleveland Browns, and he also... Broadcast 10 years for the Cleveland Indians baseball team. The last two years, he's been with the Boston Red Sox. And he's been the voice of the Red Sox. And Kenny, it's a pleasure to work with you. Come on in here and do this game. Okay, Pee-wee, thank you very much. Bryles right now is taking his warm-up throws and ready to lead off for the Red Sox is the young fellow that the ball players sometimes refer to as Happy Jose. That's uh, Jose Cardiball, who has a wonderful disposition fleet little guy who can really run the bases and very often will punt his way on. He has hit only two home runs during his American League career, which includes uh, 463 games prior to uh, this season. He's been swinging the ball well lately, though, and has done a good job in right field. Of course, the Red Sox missed very much Tony Canigliaro, who is here with them, but who is not eligible to play in the series after having sustained an injury about six weeks ago. The story on Bryles, the St. Louis pitcher, probably the most interesting story on him is what he has done over the last couple of months. He has won nine straight ball games, pitching tremendous baseball. Cannibal steps in, Mike Shannon, the third baseman, up the line, the outfield playing a step toward left, although Tartable is a left-handed batter. Bryles gets his sign from McCarver and delivers. Ground ball out to second, off to the right of step. Javier throws the first in time. Tartable hits the first pitch to the second baseman, and there's one out in the top of the first inning. Javier came up with a tremendous fielding play in game two against Elston Howard, one of the best defensive plays of the series. Dalton Jones at the plate from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He made 15 hits in his last 35 at-bats in the last two weeks of the season. Left-handed hitter takes the fastball low and inside, ball one. On the year, Dalton batted 289. He had three homers, 25 runs batted in. In the series, he is three for nine. Nelson Bryles throws, the pitch is foul back, and the count is even at one ball and one strike. Bryles was 7-3 and three at home and 7-2 and two on the road. The outfield finds straight away for Jones. Right-hander works. The pitch is swung on a miss. Going for low breaking stuff on the inside. One ball and two strikes. Bobby Doerr, one of the all-time great second basemen of the Red Sox, coaching at first base. Eddie Popowski who's been with the Red Sox organization 30 years, coaching a third. Curveball is swung on a miss for strike three. Dalton Jones strikes out as Bryles gets him with a good high curveball. Two out in the Boston first. There's the curveball I was talking about, Kenny. Both Nelson Bryles and Jerry Bell has a real good overhanded curveball, and that's a tough pitch for a left-hander to hit. Now let's see if Carl Yusinski gets any of those. Carl is three for eight in the World Series, two of the hits being home runs. They play him deep and toward right. 
The pitch hit him. It appeared to hit him on the left leg, and he is going down to first base. He tried to pull back out of the way, and he was hit by Bryles' pitch. So Yastrzemski becomes the first base runner of the game. The field is bathed in sunshine, with the exception of right field, where Roger Maris is in the shadows. With Yastrzemski on first now, George Scott comes up. Scott batted a solid 3-0-3 on the year. Now Dick Williams, the Red Sox manager, has come out and is talking with the plate umpire Frank Umont. A discussion down on the uh, third base side. Can I believe, if you remember yesterday, or a day before yesterday, the first pick for Jim Lombard to Lou Brock was kind of high inside. And Jim Lombard was accused by a few of the Cardinal players that he was dusting him off. Come a little bit too close. Well, you notice, Nelson Briars did not bother the first two batters, but when the, the big one, Carl Yastrzemski, came up there, he took him down pretty good. So now then, the umpire behind home plate, he is called Dick Williams, the manager of the Red Sox out, and Red Shandy manage the Cardinals and say, and try to tell him, let's not have any of this today. And Red Shandy is probably saying, well, look at here, why didn't you say something up in Boston? But that's exactly what they're arguing about, the knockdown pick of Nelson Brown to call your sister. Okay, and now the two managers go back into their respective dugouts, and George Scott, big, strong, right-handed batter, steps in. George in the World Series, three for seven. His friends get first two men out. We're in the first inning. There is no score. The outfield is deep and straight away. Scott has good power to all fields. Bryles checks and throws. Pitches low and away. Gets away from the catcher. Throw down at second base. Out at second. Yastrzemski took off for second, but McCarver threw it down to Maxfield, and they get him. And so, after a half inning, the score is the Red Sox nothing, and the Cardinals coming to bat. Okay, Kiwi, Elston Howard has just thrown the ball down to second base as Bell concludes his warm-up throws, and now the 30-year-old right-hander is getting set to pitch to Lou Brock who had a tremendous year with the St. Louis Cardinals, batting 299, had 21 homers and 76 runs batted in, and in the series is four for eight. He had four hits in game one. In game two, of course, the Cardinals had just one hit. Bell looks into Howard for the sign, the outfield toward right, pitches a breaking ball in, first strike called. On deck is Kurt Flood, batting third will be Roger Maris. Bell is 6'1", 203 pounds, out of San Antonio, Texas. Right-hander, rocks and fires. There's a fly ball toward left center. Yastrzemski going hard. It's passed him in the gap. Rock around first, digging for second. He might get free around second base. Petroselli with a relay. Throw to third base. Safe with the triple. Lou Brock has led off for the St. Louis Cardinals by driving one into the gap, 
in left center field. The left-handed batter going the opposite way and whacking one through to the wall and winding up at third base. Nobody out in the last half of the first inning and the batter is third flood. Right-handed hitting center fielder with an average on the year of 335, one for eight in the World Series. The infield at this stage is back. Bell fires in the fastball is high, ball one. Brock hit 12 triples during the season. Pinson led the National League, Beta Pinson with 13. That's the fifth hit for Blue in the World Series. Pitch, line drive, base hit into left center field, and the first run is home. A single to flood, and Brock scores. The Cardinals jump on top quickly, one to nothing. Reggie Smith firing the ball into second base, and very quickly, the Cardinals lead. Kurt Flood is on first base. Nobody out of the last of the first, and the batter is Roger Maris. Maris on the season, batter 261, at nine home runs, 55 runs batted in. And in the World Series, he is one for seven. But he drove in both runs for the Cardinals in the first game on infield out. As Brock scored both of them. So Brock now has scored all three runs the Cardinals have in the 67 World Series. Plus got a good lead. Bell checks and throws. Grounded back to the mound. Throws out to second for one. Back to first for a double play. Gary Bell wasted no time as he turned and threw to Petroselli covering at second base. And Maris is hit into a 1-6-3 double play. And there are two men out in the last half of the first inning. St. Louis ahead, 1-0. And the applause is for Orlando Cepeda. The brilliant Cardinal first baseman batted 325 at 25 home runs and 111 runs batted in this season for the St. Louis Cardinals. Cepeda has had to fight a late season slump and he's 0 for 7 in the series. Gary Bell throws the fastball down low. Center fielder Reggie Smith playing Cepeda a step toward right. Yosemite straight away and deep out in left field. Bell into the windup, right-hander throws, breaking ball inside. Two balls, no strikes on Orlando. Cardinals lead 1-0 last half of the first inning. On what has turned out to be a beautiful day in St. Louis. This is the second World Series for Cepeda. There is action now in the Boston bullpen. Gary Wozlewski is warming up. The pitch is outside, 3-0. From our vantage point, we cannot see the action in the bullpen, but fortunately we're able to communicate and find out. And Wozlewski, who was up part of the year with the Red Sox, the tall, rangy right-hander is loosening up. Three balls, no strikes to count, two outs, nobody on. Bell throws, Cepeda takes the call strike, and it's 3-1. and one. Elston Howard working back of the plate. Scott at first, Adair at second, Petricelli at short, and Jones at third. Yastrzemski in left field, Smith in center, and Tartable in right. Dick Sittler coaching at first base, and Joe Schultz at third for St. Louis. 
Here's the 3-1 pitch to Tata. It's a high pop-up. Back at third, Petroselli and Jones drifting over to foul territory. Jones makes the catch, and the Cardinals are out in the first inning. But they pick up a run, and so at the end of one, the score is St. Louis 1 and Boston nothing. He tried to reach second base after McCarver dropped the ball, but Tim threw him out. So here's George back up there again. Nelson Bryles throws, ground ball, hits the pitcher, goes out towards second. Javier gets it, throws the first and gets him. A brilliant play by Julian Javier on a ball that was deflected back off Nelson Bryles, went out to the second baseman. He had to come in and barehand it and threw on to Cepeda for the out. So it'll go one to four to three. Another fine play, the second in the series, reeled off by the Cardinals' second baseman, Julian Javier. Now, Dick Williams, the Red Sox manager, is out protesting the call to the first base umpire, Augie Donatelli. It was a close play at first base. One out, and nobody on in the second. St. Louis leads one to nothing. Williams walking back over to the Red Sox dugout, which is on the third base side in St. Louis, as Reggie Smith prepares to bat. On the season, Smith, who's a switch hitter, batted 249, had 15 homers and 62 runs batted in. He's one for six in the World Series. Tim McCarver working back of the plate. Cepeda at first, Javier at second, Maxville at short, and Shannon at third for St. Louis. Here's the pitch. Low and inside gets past McCarver. Ball one. Brock is in left. Flood is in center and Maris in right. McCarver now goes to the mound, wants to talk with Nelson Bryles. The official scorers for the World Series, Bob Addy of the Washington Post, Larry Claflin of the Boston Record American, and Neil Russo of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. are on here in St. Louis, although the sun is shining. Here's the pitch. Smith hits one deep, but foul toward right field, putting one out to the upper deck area. Reggie really came around on the pitch by Nelson Bryle. The umpires again, Frank Umont back of the plate, Augie Donatelli of the National League at first, Ed Rungy of the American League at second, and Paul Pryor of the National League at third. Pitch is a ball to Smith, low and inside. Down in the left field corner, it's John Stevens of the American League, and in right, Al Bollock, the senior umpire in all baseball of the National League. Two balls, one strike, one out, nobody on, second inning, one nothing. St. Louis, the pitch low and inside, three and one. Nelson Bryles was born in Dora, California. He lives in Carmichael, California now. He had the best earned run average on the St. Louis staff this year, 2.44. Three balls, one strike. The pitch. Strike called on the inside corner at the belt. Full count. Bryles worked 155 in the third inning. So he failed to reach the minimum 162 required to qualify for the earned run rating. Stocky right-hander takes a deep breath out on the mound, gets his sign, and throws. 
There's a little blooper that is grabbed by Shannon. The third baseman, Mike Shannon, leaping to his left, came down with a little blooper off the bat of Reggie Smith. A very fine defensive play by the Cardinals' third baseman. In Maxville, the shortstop was also going over toward the hole on the play, trying to uh, back Mike up, but he leaped high in the air and brought it down. So there are two men out, nobody on in the second, as Jerry Adair stepped in. Batted 2.66 on the year, two for eight in the World Series. Right-handed batter takes a ball that goes in the dirt and goes past McCarver. Ball one. Frank Dumont dusting off home plate. Adair, an Oklahoman, did an outstanding job with Boston after coming over from the White Sox this year. His average for the season, as I mentioned, was 266, but for the Red Sox, in 89 games, he hit 292. Here's the pitch. Curveball low and outside. Ball two. Adair ended the year with an eight-game hitting streak and a 351 average during that stretch. Outfield playing in straight away. Jerry hits the center and right a lot. This time, he grounds the third. Shannon has it, throws to Cepeda, and the Red Sox are out in order in the second. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on after one and a half the score. St. Louis won, and Boston nothing. Then hit into a double play, and Cepeda fouled out to the third baseman, Dalton Jones. So here in the second, with the cards leading one nothing, the batter is Tim McCarver, the catcher. McCarver, batting 295 this season, is 0 for 6 in the World Series. He is a left-handed batter with very good speed for a catcher. Pitch to Tim is a fight call. McCarver was the batting leader in the 1964 World Series, hitting 478. Got at least one hit in each of the seven games. Shannon is on deck, and Javier will be up third. Uses a closed stance, crouches at the plate. Bell throws a strike called on the outside corner. McCarver turns and questions Husky Frank Umark. Two strikes to count on McCarver. Bell looks into Elston Howard for the time. Right-hander into action, the pitch. Fastball outside. One ball and two strikes. St. Louis leading by a score of one to nothing as we start the last half of the second inning. Bell into action. The right-hander throws. McCarver checks the swing and takes the ball. Tim had a notion but held back on it. Bell, over the years, has averaged 6.4 strikeouts per nine innings during his American League career. Averaged just over six this year. He's been used as a starter and a reliever with Cleveland. Jerry delivers. There's a shot ground ball through into center field for a base hit. And McCarver takes a big turn and holds it first. Tim McCarver leading off the second inning for St. Louis. Drills a single. Petroselli went to his left to try to make a play, but there was no chance for Rico as the ball went past him into center field. So the lead man is on for the Cardinals in the second. 
They lead one nothing, and Mike Shannon, right-handed batting third baseman, comes up. That was the first hit for McCarver in the World Series. Shannon is two for seven in series competition this year. The pitch to him. Drive deep toward left field. This is back. It is gone for a home run. Rico Petroselli leads off, 
Bat at 259 on the year. He's one for five in the World Series. Nelson Bryles gets the sign from Tim McCarver. The right-hander throws. There's a high fly ball into left field, fairly deep. Brock backing up, though, has room and makes the catch for our number one. Petroselli flies to Brock in left. One out in the third. St. Louis leading three to nothing. Elston Howard is at the plate now. And on deck is George Thomas, who will bat for Gary Bell. So Dick Williams has decided to go to his bullpen. Howard 0 for 3 in the World Series. This is his 10th World Series. Pitch Delson is a strike called on the outside corner at the knee. We're in the third inning. St. Louis leads 3 nothing. Red Sox up with one out and nobody on. Curveball is low and outside, and the count is one and one. Howard hits the ball to right center field a lot, and Flood is playing him accordingly. Pitch to Ellie is taken away, ball two and one strike. Howard has helped the Red Sox young pitching staff a great deal since coming over from the New York Yankees. Bryles gets the sign. Right-hander throws. Shot down ball. Pass to Pater going down into the right field corner. And Howard is on with a single as Maris fires the ball into second. So with one out on the Boston third, Elson Howard gets the first Red Sox hit of the ball game. And now George Thomas is up to bat for Gary Bell. Thomas, a right-handed batter who's been around some and has been with the Red Sox the past two years as a utility performer. Average this year of 2.13. Nelson Bryles getting ready to work to Thomas. Howard taking it very cautious lead away from first base. The pitch is outside, ball one. Thomas attends Wayne State University in Detroit, Michigan in the offseason, but he was born and brought up in Bloomington, Minnesota, the home of the Twins. Bryles at the belt. Right-hander throws, Thomas fouls it back. The count is one and one. Gary Wozlewski continues to warm up out in the Boston bullpen. Young man who won 19 ball games for Toronto last year. Paul Rangy Tinkerball specialist. St. Louis three, Boston nothing, one out, one on, and the Red Sox third. McCarver out a couple of steps and hollering something to his pitcher Bryles, and now. Tim comes back at the plate and gets in the crouch. Flood moving over a little bit to a straightaway center from left center out there in center field. The set and the pitch. Thomas takes a strike call, belt high fastball on the outside corner. One and two. 
Again, for late tuners in, it turned out to be a very nice thing in St. Louis after a rainy, misty, foggy morning. The lights are on, but they don't really have to be. One ball and two strikes to count. We may get rain later in the day, but it's supposed to clear tomorrow. The one-two delivery, nice stop by McCarver, no advance by Howard, as the ball was low and outside, and Tim made a backhanded stab and prevented it from going by. McCarver working back of the plate. Cepeda at first, Javier at second, Maxville at shortstop, and Shannon at third. Rockage in left, Flood in center, and Maris in right for St. Louis. Two balls, two strikes to count to George Thomas. Jose Tartable is on deck. Riles shakes off a sign. The right-hander is working a little more deliberately now. The pitch. Low and outside. Three and two on Thomas. One out, one on, and the Boston third. Cardinals lead three to nothing. As St. Louis picked up one in the first inning, when Brock tripled and Flood singled him in, and in the second, Cannon had a two-run homer. Bryles goes to the belt. The pause. And the pitch. Swung on a miss, strike three. George Thomas strikes out. The second strikeout for Bryles, and there are two men out with Howard on first and the third. Jose Tartable is at the plate. Red Sox right fielder grounded out the second base in the first inning. Cepeda holding against Howard at first. Hits the ball to all fields, a sprague type hitter. Here's the set. The pitch. There's a fly ball into right center field. Flood coming hard. Makes a fine running catch. First Flood makes a splendid running catch. Incredible fly ball. The Red Sox are down in the third. No runs, one hit, one left. And so after two and one half, it is St. Louis three and Boston nothing. Wazlewski throws a fastball at the knee for a strike call. If he is on, Wazlewski can be very tough, and especially because of his easy motion, he's a hard man to fathom at the beginning. Flood is on deck. Maris will bat third. Pitch changeup is fronted foul, and it's strike two on the speedster Lou Brock, who led the National League in stolen bases for the third year in a row with 52 this year in 70 attempts. Lou is playing in his second World Series. He had 300 in 1964. And many fans and many experts have predicted he would be one of the heroes of this one. Pitch is high to him for a ball. One and two. Hit more home runs in this ballpark than any other Cardinal. 13. Wazlewski with a big sweeping motion throws a fastball that swung on a miss, and Brock strikes out. That's the second strikeout for Boston pitching as Gary Bell had one. Bell worked a total of two innings, allowed five hits and two runs, and had one strikeout. 
One out in the last half of the third inning, and Kurt Flood is up. He drove in the first St. Louis run in the first inning with his sharp single of center sending home broad. But as Luke, he throws, there's a ground ball to second. Eight. They are in and up with it. Easy play for him, and he throws Flood out at first base. Two out in the third. Roger Maris now. Roger hit into a 1-6-3 double play in the first inning. Bouncing went back to Bell, who threw to Petroselli covering second, and then they pulled the double play at first. St. Louis three, Boston nothing, two out, nobody on, last half of inning three. Second baseman Jerry Adair is set back on the grass, the outfield playing Maris to pull, and the pitch. Fastball tails away, ball one. Third base coach Joe Schultz, hollering encouragement into Maris. Wazluki fires, pitches a check swing foul back to the screen, one and one. 3.30 down the lines in left and right field, 386 to straightaway left and right, 4.14 to dead center. One ball, one strike to Roger Maris. Wazluki throws, breaking ball, low and inside, two and one. Elston Howard catching for Boston with Scott at first, Adair at second, Petroselli at short, and Dalton Jones at third. Here's Tremsky and Smith and Tartable from left to right in the outfield. High fly ball into right center field. Smith and Tartable converging, and it is Tartable who makes the catch, retiring the side. The Cardinals go in order. No runs, no hits, nobody left on at the end of three. St. Louis three, and Boston nothing. Dalton Jones off for Boston. He struck out swinging in the first inning. One of two men has been a strikeout victim with the hands of Nelson Bryles. Right-hander throws a curve that chops foul off the first base side on the ground. Strike one. Jones does not strike out very often. He is now three for ten in this World Series. Yastrzemski is on deck and Scott will follow. St. Louis leading three nothing. Riles, at the beginning of this year, was the long reliever for the St. Louis staff, and what a job he's done since he's become a starter. There's a curveball lined into left field. It's dropping in for a base hit in front of Lou Brock, and Dalton Jones leads off the Boston fourth inning with their second hit, a single. Runner at first base and nobody out, and the batter is Yastrzemski. Yastrzemski was hit by a pitch in the first inning as Riles hit him with a low inside delivery. Carl, three for eight in the World Series, including a couple of home runs, and he now has two assists in the series in left field and has made a couple of brilliant plays in the field. Riles at the belt. The pitch. Yastrzemski fouls it back to the screen, strike one. As he took that savage cut that he's employed all season long. Two-time American League batting champion. Won it in 1963 and again in 1967. But in a much more authoritative way this year with a 44 home runs. And he led the league and runs batted in. Riles ready. 
Right-hander throws, Yastrzemski looks at a curve inside. And the count goes to one ball and one strike. Dalton Jones at first, nobody on, uh, nobody out rather, in the fourth inning. St. Louis with a three to nothing lead. With Yastrzemski up, Cepeda, although playing close, is not right at the bag on Jones. Third baseman Dalton Jones in the first inning. 
Brucey falls. There's a high foul coming back out to the bridge. Two strikes to count on Cepeda. Tim McCarver is on deck, and Shannon will be up third. This is the last of the fourth. Cepeda's leading it off. The Cardinals have a 3 nothing lead. The pitch is one on a miss. Strike three. Cepeda is out, and he's now 0 for 9 in the World Series. The second strikeout for Gary Wozlewski, and it brings up Tim McCarver, who broke the ice for himself in the second inning as he left the inning off with a single and scored the second St. Louis run, coming home ahead of Shannon when Mike Homer. Elston Howard sends the sign out. Wozlewski throws, and the pitch is low and inside, ball one. The 478 average that McCarver had in the 64 series was the best by a National League player since Pepper Martin's 500 in 1931. Wozlewski winds and throws. McCarver checks the swing and takes the ball outside. Ball two. McCarver, a left-handed batter. As we mentioned earlier, he has very good speed. He led National League catchers in stealing in 1967 with a total of eight. Here's the 2 nothing pitch. High foul drifting out of play into the lower seats off third. Two balls, one strike. Working behind the plate, Frank Umont of the American League, Augie Donatelli of the National League at first base, Ed Rungy of the American League at second, and Paul Pryor of the National League at third. John Stevens of the American League down the left field line, and Al Bollock of the National in right. The 2-1 pitch. McCarver hits the ground ball, shot to his right and with it. Flips underhand to Wazlewski for the out. McCarver bounces out 3-1, two down on the Cardinal fourth. St. Louis leads 3-0. Here is Mike Shannon who in the second inning hit a home run to left field to put the cards out 3 nothing. They had had a one to nothing lead, and he hit the two-run homer in the second. Wozlewski now has pitched the five men, has retired all of them. right-hander looks into Howard for the time. The pitch. Hit on the ground toward short. Petroselli to his right. Up with it. Throws to Scott for the out, and the Cardinals go in order in the fourth inning. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on. So at the end of four, it is St. Louis three, Boston nothing. Okay, thank you very much. Smith pops up to the third baseman Shannon in the second as Mike made a very good play on a little looper that he had to go back and do his left on. Nelson Bryles on the mound. Right-hander fires a fastball low and inside. Ball one. Smith will be followed by Jerry Adair, and then Rico Petroselli will be up third. St. Louis with a three-to-nothing lead. Got one in the first and two in the second. The pitch to Smith is foul back out of play off the third base side and back of the Red Sox dugout. One and one. 
is a switch hitter and from the left side uses a closed stance. From the right side, he opens up some. playing Reggie straight away. Here's the pitch to him. Curveball lined into right field. It's a base hit. Maris started to charge it but saw that he had no chance. And Smith leads off the Boston fifth with a solid single into right. Rogers started. Maris is a very fine defensive outfielder. There have been times in his major league career when that's been overlooked because of his power. Now time is called by Third base umpire Paul Fire for just a moment, but we're ready to go again as Adair steps in. The second inning in a row, the Red Sox have had the first man on, but they have not been able to solve files in the scoring department. Smith at first, nobody out on the fifth. Throw to first, Reggie is back safely. Door, keeping a close eye on the Red Sox center fielder, Cepeda holding at the back against him. Here's the pitch. Late foul back upstairs. Strike one. Adair grounded out to Shannon at third base in the second. St. Louis leads Boston by a score of three to nothing. Three, five, and all for the Cardinals. Zero, three, and all for the Red Sox. Center fielder tracked it down. Two men out. 
Smith on first base in the fifth inning. St. Louis ahead, three to nothing. Elston Howard at the plate. Howard singled the right field in the third as one of the three Boston hits. Here's the pitch. Low and outside, ball one. Howard had the thrill of hitting a home run in his first time at bat in the World Series in 1955 against John Newcomb at Yankee Stadium. Smith leading away from first. Bryle throws. Howard swings and misses on a high fastball, one and one. In the second game of the 1960 World Series, Howard tied a record by making two hits in one inning, a triple and a single at Pittsburgh. This is his 50th series game. One ball, one strike, two out. Smith at first base. St. Louis leading 3-0. Right-hander Nelson Bryles throws. The pitch is fouled back up on the screen. Bryles getting a new baseball. against Smith down at first base. Now the right-hander of the Cardinals gets ready. The one-two pitch to Howard. Strike called on the outside corner. He got it. The Red Sox go out in the fifth inning. For Boston, no runs. They had one base hit and leave one. After four and one half, St. Louis leads three to nothing. You know all about it? Okay, Pee-wee, thank you very much. Julian Javier is going to be leading off against Jerry Wazlewski, who's been very effective. He's pitched the six men and retired all of them. If Howard had had a base hit, he probably would not be in there now because the Red Sox are trying to catch the Cardinals, who have a 3 nothing lead, and Dick Williams naturally would have gone to a pinch-hitter in this particular situation. Julian Javier. Has had quite a year for himself. He improved his average 53 points in 1967. He had a single to left field in the second. So he is four for eight in the series at the plate and has done quite a job in the field. Takes a fastball on the outside corner for a strike call. over the course of the season have shown quite an ability to fight back in the late stages, but so too have the Cardinals in winning the National League flag. A pitch is swung on a miss as he went out ahead of a breaking pitch. Two strikes on Javier. Maxville is on deck. The outfield playing straight away. Wazlewski delivers, pitches high, and the count is one and two. (laughs) 
lefty, a tall, lean right-hander, very quiet fellow. He winds and throws, curveball is low and outside. Two balls, two strikes to count. St. Louis with a three-to-nothing lead as we play in the last half of the fifth inning. A church-sleeved crowd at Bush Memorial Stadium watching the Red Sox and the Cardinals in the third game of the 1967 World Series. Here's the pitch. One on a miss. Strike three. Javier going for a sinking fastball. And that is the third strikeout for Waz Lucy. There is one out in the fifth. And the batter is Maxville. Dow was called out on strikes in the second inning. If you joined us late in the first inning, Brock led off with a triple. Clutch singled him home. In the second, McCarver led off with a single. Shannon hit a two-run homer. Here's a foul back out of play. Strike one. And that's been all in the scoring department as the Cardinals have three runs on five hits. The Red Sox no runs on three hits. The outfield plays Maxville a little bit toward right. Pitches a curve that swung on a miss, strike two. Nelson Brile. Wozlewski throws. Curveball hit into right field. Potable going over. Smith right alongside him. Jose makes the catch for the out. Two down in the St. Louis fifth inning. Three nothing. The Cardinals lead and Nelson Bryles is coming up. 24-year-old right-hander has done quite a job here this afternoon against the team that led the American League in batting this year, the Boston Red Sox. So far, he has not really been in any serious difficulty. And he's resting on a three-run lead. Grounded the second his first time. Twins hits a slow over to Petroselli. Rico throws over to Scott. And that's it in the fifth as the Cardinals are out in order. Nine men in a row for Wazlewski. No runs, no hits, and nobody left on. And so as we reach the end of five, the score is the Red Sox, or St. Louis three, and the Red Sox nothing. Back is here in the fine job. Yes, Taylor going to the top half of six inning. The Cardinals scored one run in the first inning. As Brock opened the game up with a triple, Kirk Clark came right back with single. In the second inning, they scored two runs. McCarver singles. Mike Shannon hit a whole run in the left field seat. But two runs, and that's where the score is right now. The Cardinals three, and the Red Sox nothing was going in top half to sixth inning. And Gary Wozlowski hits quite a ball game. And relief of Gary Bell, retired nine men in a row. Talking about pitching great ball, Nelson Brown, first pitch. Mike Andrews, takes it out into center field. Mike Andrews, pitch it in. And the Red Sox have something started here in the top half of the sixth inning. And the Red Sox fans have not had much to cheer about today. As it's been Nelson Browse all the way. As he's only given up three hits. And so that hit right there by Mike Andrews. 
Leading off in the sixth inning here. Jose Carter ball. Little left-handed batter with a runner on his first base. Nelson Brown. Come set. Checks his runner over his first base. The pitch. Carter ball bunch one right back to Brown. He may have had a chance to go to second, but he elected to go to Cepeda at first base. And Andrews goes down to second. I believe that Brown could have got the man in second, but with the score three to nothing, he wanted to take no chance. Up. On the Red Sox, it looks like he'll be the new pitcher. It's Lee Sang. Little right-hander. Had a real fine year for the Red Sox. And a hitter. Here's the fellow that looks real good. Latter part of the season for the Red Sox when they had that tough battle to win the American League pennant. Got himself a base hit today. His name is Dalton Jones. Nelson Brown looking down at his catcher, Tim McCarver. Brown checks Andrews to check in the pitch. Inside, ball one. Dalton Jones hits 4.07 from August the 19th with 24 hits and 59 at back. Raising his average from 220 up to 2.89. So you can see when he, he got real hot when they needed him. Charlton Jones, Nelson Brown, pitches in there for call strike one. One ball and one strike on Charlton Jones. Jones will be followed by none other than Superman, Batman, Tarzan, all rolled up in one. Carl Yastrzemski. And he's made a believer out of me. He's quite a ball player. He doesn't feature the bat. The beach in the field. Strong arm. Dalton Jones. Takes a fat ball. Just got that outside corner. One ball and two strikes. Talking about Carl Yusinski. After he finished the game last Sunday with four hits. Four for four against Minnesota. I went up to Carl. I said, Carl, I've heard these players call you Superman. I'll have to agree with him. Quite a player. One ball, two strikes. Nelson Byers taking a little more time out there. Texas runner second. Here's the pitch. Ball hit out into right field. It's a base hit. Roger Myers coming in. Will Andrews score? Here comes the throw. He'll make it easily as he throws a little bit off the right. And the Red Sox break the ice here. They now trail by a score of 3 to 1. As Dalton Jones gets a line drive single out in right field. His second hit of the day. Dalton Jones did not go down to second base on that throw. As he was waiting that the Cepeda may cut that ball off. If he did. So he's on his first base with one away. And Carl Yusinski is the hitter. Yusinski hit by pitch his first time up and grounded into a double play. Four, six to three, his last time up. Three to one, the Cardinals over the Red Sox when the top half is secure. Yusinski holds that bat high. Brown picks on, clear ball in there for call strike one. This is what Ken and I were talking about that Nelson Brown has that 
real good overhand serve ball. And it's a tough pitch for a left-hander hit to hit. They thought that they may throw Yusinski a few of those a day and try to keep that fastball out away from him. This is a big ball part. Of course, if he gets a hold of it, he'll hit him out of any part. That includes Yellowstone. There's a ball. Swung on. No contact. And Browns had something on that one. Strike two on him. On his first base, Dalton Jones. One away. Carl Yosemite. It's the hitter. No ball, two strikes. Let's see what Nelson Browns was filtering into this situation. Yosemite fouls the plate a little bit more. He gets that back high in the air. Nelson Brown, he's set, looks over to runners first. Here's the pitch. Foul off the left. It's a good fastball. Yosemite may have been looking for that curveball. Looks like a tough thing to do, look for a curveball with two strikes on you. The fastball was five. Three runs for the Cardinals on five hits. One run on five hits for the Red Sox. When the top half is six innings. Here at Bush Stadium in Stanford, Missouri. The third game of the World Series. One game apiece. Yosemite takes the fastball outside low. One and two. On deck circle. Nelson Brown. Did quite a job for the Cardinals after Bob Gibson got hurt. They thought they'd lost the pennant. This young fella came right in and took over. One, two, pitch, curveball, ground out to Javier. He boosts the ball, picks it up, flips the ball over to Cepeda to retire his safety and move it down to second base. Nelson Brown, 
of a wind-up. That's not too many the Cardinals pitchers do. I think they were taught by Billy Muffet. They don't take any big wind-up. They come set. Let it go. That's what Nelson Brown's doing. That's what he's doing right now. Here's the pitch. Her ball. Hit out to the shortstop. Maxwell up for the ball. Over to Cepeda. And that's all for George Scott. And that's all for the Red Sox here. The top half is sixth inning. They came up with one run on two hits. No errors. And one man left on base. With the four after things are playing, it's the Cardinals three and the Red Sox one. Ready to tell you about it. Gets on those sacks. 
He not only bothers the pitchers, he worries the infielders because they have to starten up. And right now, the infielders pull in as no one is out. And first flood is the hitter. And he has not made a pitch for as you may see, pitches to George Scott at first base. Back ball, low and outside, ball one. about our help here in the, in the booth, Randy Kopach, Joe Gallagher, helping me. Hurt blood, hits a little lazy flat in the right field. I don't believe Joe Brock can score on this little block. Here comes the throw and the cutoff for George Scott. It was not deep enough. To get in Lou Brock from third base. So it's one away now. Lou Brock still on his third base. We're in the bottom half of the sixth inning. The Cardinals have three runs on six hits. And the Red Sox have one run on five hits. Why? Osinski in the bullpen for the Red Sox. The infield is still in. Roger Maris is the hitter. Lee Singh is not going into his lineup. He's looking right at Lou Brock. Here's the pitch. It's lowered inside, ball one. You can see what Brock can do to a ball club. Usually a pitcher will take a windup when a man is on third, but not with Brock speed. They're concerned about him shooting home. The pitch to Roger May. Swung on, it's fouled straight back. One ball and one strike on Roger. Defensively for the Red Sox, shot at first. Here's first 
Cardinals won the first one. The Red Sox won the second. Here's the two and two pitch to Rogers outside. Ball three. Cardinals out in front. Three to one. Nelson Browse all the way. For the Cardinals. Gary Bell started for the Red Sox. Gary Wazlowski. Came in and now then Lee Stang here in the bottom half. There's the pitch, the ball, the base hit out of the right field. Jose Cardiball over to cut the ball off. In the score is Lee Brock and holding on to first base is Roger Merritt. Here's the pitch from the Carver. Started, held up, but the umpires put it in there. 
One ball and two strikes.
Really took the first inning because the Cardinals scored one in the first. Tough baseball. Howard taking all the way. In there for call strike one. Two balls and one strike. Whenever you get behind, they like three to nothing. You can't play too much baseball. You have to sit and hope that someone get on and pick one here to pick a couple there and get back in the ball game. You can't hit and run or steal, really. Ball right back to the middle. Javier, the second baseman over there. Flips it over to Cepeda. And that's all for Elton Howard. That's all for the Red Sox. Here in uh, top half the seventh inning. But they came up with one run on one hit. No errors. And no one left on base. So that's the six and a half inning to play at the Cardinals four. And the Red Sox two. Pitch in Mike Shannon leading things off. For the Cardinals in the bottom half the seventh inning. The first pitch by Lee Chang in there for call strike one. Mike Shannon. Is the only native of St. Louis playing on the Cardinals. The umpire is telling someone out in right center that has a banner hanging over the fence. Get it out of there. That's Frank Schumann behind home plate. One strike on Mike Shannon. He had a home run in the second inning. Bang, hit going. He must go down the first baseline. He'll never get it. Defensively, George Scott holding Mike Shannon on down there. 
Jay at third, second, Texas Elliott, Scott, Scott, Dalton, Jones at third. In the outfield, Yudzinski, Smith, Carterball. Nelson Howard, the catcher, Lee Stang, pitcher, here's the pitch. Little tap out to start up. Petra Shelley has to go to first base, and they got Javier. Moving down to second, Mike Janet. That ball was not hit too hard. Petra Shelley had to charge it and able to throw out Javier. So he can go down at first baseline. Dal Maxwell. Maxwell struck out and flied out the right field. He's over two. Down at second base. Mike Channing looking around, checking to see where the start stops. Pepsi Philly. Shane looks back at Shannon. Here's the pitch. In there for call strike one. Dal Maxwell. One of the fellows that played a little league baseball. And his mother, they tell me, was his coach. He said she was pretty tough on him. There goes the runner, Mike Cannon. With the ball hit out in front of you. They make it a double play. Reggie Smith's got a good arm. Here comes the throw. Did he get it? No. Mike Cannon was feeling third. Maxwell hits the ball. Nelson Brown, the umpire today, behind home plate, Frank Humont, at first base, Bobby Donatelli, at second base, Ed Rungy, third base, Paul Pryor, at left field on the line, Johnny Stevens, and at right field, my old friend, Mr. Al Farley, on the right field line. See, we, uh, speaking of Al Bollock, Jim Longboard said after the game the other day, the one hitter in Boston that Bollock worked behind the plate, he thought that he was a great umpire. First time he'd ever worked uh, with Mr. Bollock back at the plate calling him, and Jim was very complimentary about him. Well, he's one of the finest kids I've ever seen. And he's been around for a long time. In fact, I think he came up about the same time I did, 1940. Nelson Brown, the hitter. They sang. First pitch, swung on a miss, strike one. Now, it's always nice to hear a pitcher say that. Yes, it is. It doesn't always happen that way, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Al gets on me a little bit. I used to complain and moan a little bit on those calls, strikes. Every time he sees me, he'll look at me and kind of make a face and say, Oh, no, that isn't a strike. Trying to imitate me. And I guess that did. Had a peg a little bit. One strike on Nelson Brown. Great thing, six turn. Purple swung on. Next. See, I imagine on that last one, uh, Mike Shannon must have been on his own going to third and moving over and stealing. Uh, he would have had that base stolen easily, uh, obviously. He had a real good jump. I don't think he fell down anywhere along here, so I believe he would have made it. Yes. Her ball outside. Ball one. The 
The Cardinals scored one in the first, two in the second, one in the sixth for their four runs. The Red Sox scored one in the sixth, one in the seventh for their twos. Four to two, the Cardinals over the Red Sox. And the bottom half of seven in, a little lazy looper. The shot kept the shell. He goes back. The Derek calls for it. He takes it. And that's all for Browns, and that's all for Cardinals here. And the bottom half of seventh inning. The score here at first stadium, the Cardinals four and the Red Sox two. He's 0 for 1. He's then kept the series up across On the year, he batted 251. Good car, 16 home runs. Bringing a no contact. Good fastball by Brown. One ball and one strike. with his catcher, McCarver. Bill Sang. Takes too much time and four steps out of there. McCarver looks over the bench. He wants something. Browse doesn't want to throw it. Here it is. That ball. Run on. Miss. Track two. Of course, you'll see that happen a lot of times. Catcher want a fast ball. He's given a sign. Pitcher doesn't want to throw it. Catcher goes out and says the manager wants it. I'll throw it. One ball, two strikes. Nelson Brown shakes his head. Here's the pitch. Good curve ball, but it breaks too far. Brown's got a real good overhand curve ball. Little trouble getting it over. over the Red Sox. Joe Boyer, pitch hitting for Lee Sang in the top half of the eighth inning. Brown, pitch, grounder out to shortstop Maxwell. He's up for the ball, puts the ball over to Cepeda, and that's all for pitch hitter. Joe Boyer. The Cardinals put that ball around in the infield. Cepeda first, Javier is second. Maxwell is short. Down the stand yard. Hope you do. Don't go. That ball by Brown 
Dumont behind the plate. Big umpire. Elson Howard moves outside. Here's the curveball. He slaps it down. It's too high. Two balls in one strike. As Howard walks over, retrieves the ball. Never thought we'd have such a day as we've had today. Kind of a misty rain all day at the game started. There's a ball hit down to the third base for Dalton Jones. Up with it. Over to George Scott, and that's all for Kurt Flood. So Dan Ozinski retires the first two man to face him. Brings up Roger Maris. Roger Maris wants the three. Hitting a double play his first time up. Flat out to right field in the third inning. Got a base hit. The right field and drove in a run. And it's Ken Soldier. That's his third run driven in in the series. Drove in the only two runs the Cardinals got in the first. And Ozinski first pitches in there for call strike one. They say he drove them full ten. A little grounder, but they count it. There's a pitch in there for call strike two. The important thing is get that man in from third. That's what he did. Let's see what Ozinski will do with Maris. No ball, two strikes. Howard, the catcher gives the sign. He moves outside. Little tap foul down the first baseline. Kick Siffler, the coach at first base for the Cardinals, retrieves the ball. He is the son of George Siffler. Many of you fans remember the St. Louis Browns, one of the greatest hitters of all time. George Sister. Roger Maris. Pitches outside. One ball and two strikes. Two runs, seven hits. For the Red Sox, one error. Cardinals, four runs. Eight hits, no error. Roger Maris. Swing, try to check his face a little tap. Right around that 386 foot sign. Boy, 
No error for the Cardinals. Two runs, seven hits, and one error for the Red Sox. One ball, two strikes on Reggie Smith. Nelson Brown, he's ready. Here's the pitch. That ball is popped up. McCarver may have a chance going back in the sand. So the count remains one ball and two strikes. This Cardinal ball club is far back as I can remember. Always had a club that likes to run. That goes back to the early 40s when I first came to the league. That was like Enid Slaughter, Enid Slaughter, Terry Moore, Rowski, Dan Musial, Walker Cooper, the catcher. He has very good speed. Hold on like McCarver. Nelson Brown, one and two picks to Reggie Smith. That ball just missed inside. Makes the count two and two. And a great shortstop. He's played here at the Cardinals. His career and a parallel my career. Played against teams in the 39 Junior World Series at Rochester. And he came up to Cardinals, Marty Marin. Most of you fans will remember. Two balls, two strikes on Reggie Smith. Inside, ball three. Brown gets on top of Reggie Smith. But now then he's come back and makes the count three and two. Bobby Doris coaching at first base for the Red Sox. Ed Sapowski coaching at third. Three and two to count on Reggie Smith. Has a real cold stance left-handed. He's a switch hitter. Right-handed, batting right-handed. He's wide open. Here's the three and two pick. He pops it up. McCarver almost knocks Reggie Smith down. And the umpire Carl Reggie Smith out. McCarver's going for the ball. He bumps into Reggie Smith. Of course, the catcher has the right away.
in 67. Outside, ball through. Three balls and one strike. On Gary Adair, he checked with his coach at third base. Kabowski. Let's see if he'll be taking or swinging away. His run doesn't mean too much here. He has to get on to keep the hopes alive. Here's the pitch. He's taking all the way. It's in there for call strike two. Three and two on Julia Dare. It's two away. Top half the ninth inning. Cardinals five. Red Sox two. Third game of the World Series. They're all even up going into the day. Cardinals having a chance going out in games two to one after today. They can hold this lead. Nelson Bowles, he's ready. Here's the three and two pitch. The ball is popped up. That could be all of it. Mike Shannon calls for it. He's underneath it and takes it for out number two. That's all. And that's all for the Red Sox in the top half of the The final score, the Cardinals five and the Red Sox two. We'll be back in just a minute with a complete wrap-up of today's game. Very shortly, we're going down to the field where Tony Kubak is ready to interview Cardinal manager Red Chambers and possibly Stan Musial. As soon as we get word from Tony, we'll be sending it on down. The total totals on the game, St. Louis 5-10-0, Boston 2-7-1. Now down to Tony Kubek. Thank you, Kurt Gowdy. We're talking to the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, Red Chambers, correct? Any thoughts in your mind of just staying right home here in St. Louis and not going back to Boston? Well, uh, we'd like to just stay right here, but uh, you never know. we got to play in a tough club over there, and uh, we'll battle them all the way. Maybe we'll go back, maybe we won't, but uh, they have a good ball club, and it's pretty hard to win three in a row. Uh, we have done it a number of times this year and won five in a row and six in a row. Maybe we can do it again. Brad, it's been a little indefinite as far as the people upstairs that say, who is going to be your starting pitcher tomorrow? Will it be Gibson? Yeah, I announced it before the game that Gibson would be the pitcher, and uh, the young boy, the big tall left-hander, will pitch Monday, definitely. That's Carl. That's right. Bet you were glad to see Orlando Cepeda finally come out of it with a long double right center field. Yes, he'd been in a slump now for quite some time uh, before the season ended. But uh, the past three or four days right, before the season was over, he was swinging a bat better. And he was he's swinging a bat real good since the series started. But just hadn't connected with the ball. And uh, he just can't hold a man like that down too long. And I think he's going to go and take it right now after that base that he got. Red in the very first inning, Nelson Bryles hit Kyle Yastrzemski with a pitch ball. There was a big discussion behind home plate. The three of you, Dick Williams, Frank Dumas, the umpire, and of course himself, what was it all about? Well, Williams thought that uh, Bryles was throwing at him, and uh, I said he wasn't throwing at him, and Dumas uh, said that he was going to handle it himself. I said, well, that's okay with me, but I just want to let you know he wasn't throwing at him. I said that if he had popped off in a paper like some guys did, that they were going to knock everybody down, then I would say he was throwing at him, but none of us ever said anything in the paper that we were going to knock anybody down or do this or that like a couple of the pitchers had said. So uh, I just said that he wasn't throwing at him. Red, you've seen the Red Sox, and you, of course, had the scouting reports, but now you've played them three ball games. You're up two to one. What have you noticed about the Red Sox that were, was not in your scouting report? Well, uh, the scouting reports are just about the same. So, you know, when you go over these scouting reports, they're great. Uh, you get ideas from them. 
some uh, pitchers pitch different, you know, and uh, your pitcher has to pitch his own game, and uh, that's the way we're going to do it from here. Uh, uh, the scouting report, they give you the weakness of uh, the other ball club, and uh, it's great to have scouting reports, but Ralph has good control. It depends on the pitcher. If he has good control, you know that, Tony, they're hard to hit, especially if they got stuff on them. Red and the feet of the Red Sox seems to be the top your strength in that you did. Congratulations so much. We'll see you out here tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Red Team. And now back up to Kirk County. All right. And here in the radio booth, this is Ken Coleman, and we'll continue with our wrap-up in one minute. Some of them passed with him. He has a real good curveball. I don't think he got it over too well today, but he does have a good one. I was a little surprised to hear what Brad Stancy said downstairs a while ago. I thought maybe if they won this game today, they would start the big left-handed Carlton. I understand now that they're going to go with Bob Gibson tomorrow. Yes, that was a rather surprising move, according to all the reports that we had heard that up to this time, because Red had been mentioning that he would like to get a, a left-hander in there, particularly with people like Yastrzemski and Jones uh, providing a lot of the Red Sox power. Yeah, I think one thing, Ken, that, that uh, kind of hurts the Red Sox a little bit, they don't have real good left-handed pitching. They have a fellow named Sparky Lau as a good pitcher, but he does have a little arm trouble, doesn't he? Yes, uh, Sparky has arm trouble and is not available. In fact, the only stuff uh, available to us at the moment is young Ken Brett, who just turned 19 and has had only two innings of Major League ball behind him after working at Pittsfield this year. So that uh, could be a problem. I want to get back uh, just for a moment here to the totals on today's ball game. Uh, St. Louis winning at 5-2. to two. Home runs were hit by Mike Shannon of St. Louis, a two-run job in the second inning. And Reggie Smith hit one for the Red Sox in the seventh inning. Dalton Jones had the three hits and four tries for Boston. Lou Brock had a pair of hits. Roger Maris had two. And Shannon had a pair for St. Louis. So it was quite a ball game here in the third game of the World Series. Played before the largest crowd ever at Bush Memorial Stadium. 54,575 fans were on hand to watch this one. And tomorrow, as we mentioned, it will be Bob Gibson working for the St. Louis Cardinals. And Jose Santiago will be on the mound for the Boston Red Sox. The Cardinals jumped out very quickly in this game when Brock led off the game by whacking it tripled into the alley out in left center field, and Flood singled him home. So right away, they had a one-to-nothing lead. Then in the second inning, McCarver led off with a single, and Shannon came up with his home run. They picked up more in the uh, sixth inning on a front by Brock. When Stang tried to pick him off first, he threw wildly fast shot, and Brock got all the way around the third where Maris singled him home. And in the eighth inning, Maris got a check swing single down the first base side, and Cepeda broke the ice for himself in the World Series by slamming a double off the wall in right center to send home the fifth Cardinal run. Boston was concerned in the scoring column here today. Their first run came when Mike Andrews had a hit pinch hitting in the sixth inning, was sacrificed the second and scored on Jones' single, and Smith provided the other run with the home run. So, Pee-wee, that's uh, pretty much the story on this ball game today. And the fans now are starting to file out, and we have been, as we have mentioned a number of times during the broadcast, very fortunate in terms of weather, because uh, when
when you and I got up this morning, I know that we had some doubts, a lot of doubts, about what uh, the situation would be weather-wise, but it's held off, and now we might get some rain tonight and have it clear tomorrow. But it certainly did turn out to be a nice game, uh, and things don't look too sharp right now for the Red Sox, but I've said, and I've seen this ball club, and Lord knows you've seen him a lot more than I have, just when you get bad ready to count this Red Sox ball club out, this is when they bounce back, and they're a real pressure ball club, they're cocky, and uh, not cocky not to the extent where you would just like a ball club like this, but they're very confident, and that's good. Well, you know, it's, uh, I think a good example was the last week of the season when they lost two games in the middle of the week to the Cleveland Indians, and then had the Minnesota Twins come into town, a team that had beaten them uh, 11 times already in 16 meetings. They had to win the two games at the end of the season with the Twins, no matter what anybody else might do, and they were able to do it. So it's that kind of a ball club, and we were discussing it last night, uh, some of us, and uh, Tony Kubek included, and he said the interesting thing about World Series competition, and you played in seven of them, see, we, so you might be able to bear this out or not. But Tony said the more World Series you're in, the more you get to realize what it's all about and the more pressure you feel when you're a youngster in it and you've never been in it before. Maybe it doesn't bother you quite as much because you're just kind of thrilled about being there and it doesn't quite hit you so much. How do you feel about that? Well, I, I discussed that a little bit with Tony today and he said to I was talking about that. I don't agree with him, but I told him so. I, playing in a World Series is always... Uh, kind of nerve-wracking to me, Ken, and I played it one when I was about 20 or 21, my first year in 1941, and I played one uh, in my career rather late, but it's a, it's a great thrill just to be in the World Series, but I think that I felt the pressure in every game and every series. I don't care whether I was young or whether I was old, but once the game started, I believe I lost it. Well, I, I think that would be very understandable, and I suppose a veteran might lose it a little earlier than, uh, than a newcomer, but I suppose again, you get down to a matter of the makeup of the individual and how he reacts to That's pressure, true. you know? One of those things. Right now, uh, we'll have the final totals for you once again in just one minute. You know, most of the time, we get a, another look at Bob Gibson of mine, uh, if I ever saw a pitcher that looked more overpowering than he did in that first game up there at Boston, uh, I can't remember when. He's not too much of a curveball pitcher, but he just keeps firing the ball hard. They're constantly for nine innings. Well, everybody on the Red Sox ball club team was very, very much impressed with him. Uh, for most of them, it was the first time they'd seen Bob Gibson, of course, and uh, they, they were very much impressed. The question I would ask you is that for a fellow who is, as they say, a power pitcher to come back after so brief a time, uh, is he going to be able to throw that hard again tomorrow? Well, they say, Ken, I haven't seen that much of him, Ken. And another thing, as you said, they haven't, they had never seen Bob Gibson before. And the second time around, it may be a little bit more helpful to him. They may not be so odd fine. And uh, it should be a real interesting ball game. But I, I think you see a power pitcher 
Has to come back that fast. It may be a little tougher. Well, it might be. Now, Jose Santiago, of course, uh, he has been in some clutch ball games down the stretch for the Red Sox, and you'll get the nod tomorrow for Boston with Jim Longboard slated to work here on Monday. And uh, Santiago, in the early stages of the first World Series game, had trouble with his breaking stuff. He couldn't keep it down, and he has got to be able to keep it down in order to be effective. And uh, he started to get grooved after a while, and it's uh, very possible that he'll be able to come up with a strong form performance uh, again. One of the things that should not be overlooked about today's game, I thought, Pee-wee, from the Red Star standpoint, was the job turned in by Gary Wazlewski, who uh, came in and pitched three 